1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. A-Rod has started writing a memoir, Tony. Will you ever write a memoir?
0: Tony Kornheiser, are you kidding? I don't even remember what we talked about on Friday. I could not look back Rod. on my life with any accuracy. Yeah, you could. you boys with A-Rod, right? you boys with A-Rod. I like A-Rod Do you A-Rod think lot. you'll be in it? It's great will, it, will you be in the memoir? Me? You think? Oh, I don't rise yeah, to that
1: bar. I don't rise to that standard. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just a... I'm not even a footnote. No, I, I like A-Rod's company. Enjoy them very, very, very much. But i am A-Rod's got A-listers. Not, I don't rise to that level.
0: I hope you're a footnote. I mean, come on. At least a footnote. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Tiger goes the distance. Mac McClung wins the dunk contest. And Mike Malone calls the NBA All-Star Game, I'm quoting here verbatim, The worst basketball game ever played, Ah, unquote. Kill shot. But we begin today. We begin with the news that Russell Westbrook plans to buy his way out of Utah and play for the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers have an opening in the backcourt because at the trade deadline, they jumped out, dumped out a bunch of underperforming point guards, including John Wall. Wilbon, is Westbrook going to the Clippers a big deal, a little deal, or no deal at all?
1: Minimum big deal, potentially huge deal. Huge. Tony, and the Clippers' goal was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George go, and we got got that. And a very deep roster, which people knew from the very beginning. Charles Barkley, our dear friend, he picked the Clippers to win at the beginning of the year, and this move, Tony, moves them back in that direction with Phoenix, with Boston, with Milwaukee, to me, because the one thing they probably didn't have was an organizer. You mentioned that they let some point guards go. They did. They still need one. They need somebody. And by the yeah. way, with the temperament of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, having a blast furnace guy like, like Russell Westbrook, it seems to be the way to go. And, and let me just say this. I believe that, that, that Ty Lue, who probably is the most underrated coach in the NBA and one of the two or three best in my book, this is a great place for him to go. It may drive T. Lue crazy for a while, but he can handle it. Because T. Lou's had these situations. They had Kyrie and LeBron. He knows what he's doing. And so this is a big deal, Tony, that, that bumps the Clippers right up to the top in that discussion of the Western yeah. Conference race, in my opinion.
0: So here's the bad news for Russell Westbrook. He can't shoot anymore. He can't no. shoot. He's a 43% shooter from the field and much worse, 30 from three. These are bad numbers, so don't take those shots anymore. And here's the good news for Russell Westbrook. That's why you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on your team. Because they can shoot and they can score, right? Russell Westbrook, at this point, is not the Hall of Famer that he was four and five years ago. But he's a very durable, very reliable, very dependable player. Averaging 29 minutes for the Lakers, he still had... What, 16 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds, and I think that will go up. If you are a sports columnist, as we were, this is a great story because Russell Westbrook gets to stay in Los Angeles where he wanted to be a star, His gets to play against and beat the Lakers and LeBron, Ooh. who soured on Ooh. him at some point, point. and I think they play one time on April 5th. April so 5th. I, I April agree. 5th, yeah. I agree with you that this could be... A very, very big story. The problem with the Clippers, you can praise them all you want. In their DNA, they're chokers. No matter who wears their uniform, every year they go out early.
1: Maybe Westbrook yeah. can change it. Maybe he can. Yeah. That, wait, Tony, it is a great story. A Los Angelino yes. who grew up rooting for the Lakers yes. is now in that building on the other locker room and it's gotta burn him. That's this is the kind of thing. These aren't chips yes. on his shoulders. These are boulders on Russell Westbrook. Yep. I can't wait to see it either. Totally I agree. See. Yeah. Totally
0: agree. So whatever yep. he's
1: got left, he's going to he use gonna it, it to beat he the is. Lakers. Yes. Yes, he's going to give it. He ain't going to leave it in the locker room. Let's move to the NBA All-Star weekend. Mac McClung was Saturday's standout with his win in the dunk contest threw down Sunday's game, if you want to call it that, layup line that Team Giannis won and Team LeBron coach Mike Malone called the worst basketball game ever played. Tony, your biggest takeaway from the weekend was what? So I
0: have to be very honest. I watched not a single play of the actual game last night. It took hours to choose the teams, and I was done, and I didn't stay with it. (laughs) I watched very little of it over three nights. But I accept the fact that everybody's talking about Mac McClung and what he did. And we remember him from Georgetown before Patrick Ewing yes. ran him out of town. Well, um, they the, 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 ran him out of town. The question is this this is your All Star weekend. Not only is McClung not an All Star, he's not even in the league. He's on a two way deal. <laughs> With a G League team in Philadelphia. So I don't know if that's what you want instead of All-Stars. But let me give him all the credit in the world. Not only were his dunks great, but they were on the first try. There was no second and third like this happened before on the first try. So he achieves a certain type of immortality, Mike. He really does. He will be remembered for this for about 20 years, which is 15 years longer than anybody remembers anything anymore. So good for Mac
1: McClung. I will say this. The notion that he saved the dunk contest, everything is so overstated. And, and, and there's nothing that is hyped like All-Star Weekend. My God. I love the weekend I've come to hate Sunday, the actual game. But have people forgotten what Blake Griffin did when he jumped over a car? Did Kia even exist before Blake Griffin jumped over one? I mean, let's not get crazy. I mean, there are people who have had great dunks every few years, and people go, That's oh, right. my God, they saved That's that. Right. Stop. Mac McClung was great, but let's not make these the greatest dunks of all time necessarily, not, not, not for somebody as old as me. Now, the All-Star game, and by the way, when Kevin Durant tweeted something to the effect of, can, I, can, can we like, get more All-Stars involved here? Can we act like this is All-Star? He's right. good for Kevin Durant. Good for Kevin Durant to make that observation. So don't be hating on him and then come back and say he owes uh, Mac McClung an apology. No, he doesn't. He didn't name Mac McClung. Now, the game is a layup line. It's a waste of time. The game. The weekend, Tony. You know how I love All Star Weekend and have loved it all my life. I know, and that part of that is to be able to it, be in the lobby with the likes of Jerry West and, in my life, Bill Russell and Julius Irving and, and Elgin Baylor and all the great All Stars and talk to them and listen to them. It's my God! It's a filter with which you through which you can see the culture of basketball. But don't tell well, me this have. game fits that. Don't tell me this game is this game. You have junk.
0: access you have access that the regular schmo out in the street doesn't have. Let me say this. Well, if didn't. you have a celebrity game and you have to be under 30 to know who the celebrities are, you have to ask well, yourself, what is All-Star Weekend? If you have a skills contest and you don't know who the people are, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother was in this, his brother. Like, I love My Don Wilbon. Poor. He's not doing PTI with us. He could, <laughs> he but might. he's not. You have, to, you have to figure out what... Is All Star Weekend? Wilbon, you and I watched so many hours of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. Two things stood out above the rest: one, John Rom won the tournament, went back to his deserved statue of number one in the world; and two, Tiger Woods made the cut, shot a four under sixty-seven on Saturday, and walked seventy-two holes. Which is the bigger deal in your mind,
1: Rom? And you, you, you know how much I love Tiger. I've proclaimed it year after year after year after year for twenty-five years. Love watching Tiger. I, I, my my brother, Don, speaking of is like you. He comes out here to Scottsdale. He walks in the house and says, why don't you have the Tiger special group telecast on? I'm like, no. No, we're watching a golf tournament here. And we're going to watch the number one guy, Rom. And we're going to watch see, to see if people can catch Rom. And they couldn't quite catch Rom. But it's great watching Rom. I want to watch the best in the world. Tiger may still elevate himself, particularly get to Augusta National in April. And then That's we right. don't have to watch the special group because Tiger will be on the screen at the appropriate moment. It's always good to watch Tiger Tone, but John Rom is worthy. He's a worthy. He, in his last 10 events, he's been in the top 10 every time. Nobody does that except Tiger. That's right. So come on, it's Rom. The answer
0: is Rom. Okay. So normally I would say Tiger. Of course I would say Tiger. And shooting a 67 in one day on a Real golf course in a real tournament with real pin placements tells you he can compete. This isn't a hit and giggle with his son in a golf cart, but you are 100 percent right. The answer here is Rom, And it's because Rom now is Tiger. And let me explain. He's won three of the five PGA Tour events he's entered this year. He's won five of the nine worldwide tournaments he's entered this year. That's what Tiger did. As you say, he's been in the top 10 the last 10 tournaments. 10 that's to 10. what Tiger did. Rom's best is not Tiger's best. Not yet. No, not yet. But he's yet. the closest mm-hmm. thing to Tiger that we have. And in this tournament, and I, I called you when he hit that 35 put, foot left to right putt, putt. for Birdie Amazing. on 14. I said, that's it, it's over. And if that wasn't it, then when he hits the tee shot on 16 to two feet, then it's over. Max Homer did not lose this tournament. Patrick Cantley no. did not lose this tournament. Nobody lost it. John Rom won this tournament. And he won this tournament, Mike. He won it when he was unsteady between 10 and 14 in the final round when he was spraying it all over the track. And then he won the tournament. So
1: let's give him some credit, right? Tony, Tony, we, we are giving him credit. And the fact Max Homer was out there playing his butt off. You had guys still pushing late in the round when they really couldn't catch. Like Morikawa, who throws in that eagle. You had the stars of today's Birdie, eagle, PGA Birdie tournament the out there competing. You had them That's out right. there. That's right. And I, so I'm, I'm excited about the golf season to come, and I hope Tiger is sprinkled in. But right now, the golf tournament, can, the, the, the top of the tour, can really carry the day because you have so many great players out there. Even with the defections to live, you have so many great players on tour.
0: Let's take a break. Coming up, should the NFL adopt some of the XFL's
1: rules? There's an XFL again, really? Yeah. Mick Cronin calls UCLA's mock seating comical. Is there another word? Maybe a better word? XFL. I thought we got rid of them three or four years ago. No,
0: XFL on ESPN's fine family of stations. Then in a month or two,
1: USFL on
0: Fox. Yeah, there's two. Is he hate me still
1: around? Is he hate me still there? Yes.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try JETS Signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8Save. That's the number 8, SAVE. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Most of our viewers are thoughtful, well-adjusted people, and others send us emails. Mail Let me see what's first here. Mitt Cronin called UCLA's mock seeding comical.
1: What do you call it? Irrelevant? It's a mock seeding. I mean, how important could it be? This is where they start to give you, as you know, Tony, who the top eight seeds are or project to be in the tournament in you know, advance of it by what, five weeks? And so UCLA, which is you know a top four, top five team in most polls, was seated like, you know, eighth in this. So they would be in the second set of seeds. Who cares? So Mick Cronin got angry and says, oh, this is, you know, a, um, a retaliation for leaving for the Big Ten. St- st- stop. It's irrelevant. Keep coaching that team. Keep having the kind of season you and your players have been having, and you'll get the seeding and who gives a damn. It's amazing how just worthless things irritate people now to no end.
0: So I want to talk to Mick Cronin directly. Slow down, Sparky. You're upset that Arizona <laughs> is seated higher than you. Arizona beat you this year. You're upset that Kansas is seated higher than you. Kansas plays in a much tougher conference and they're defending national champions. And you bring up this thing that you're being persecuted because you have moved or about to move from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten... If that was true, Texas, which is moving faster than you from the Big 12 to the SEC, is seated ahead of you in this thing. So, as Aaron Rodgers will say, when he comes out of the dungeon of darkness, relax. Chill. This, just chill. My goodness.
1: Did the XFL do some things that the NFL should adopt? I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to carry this one, as you say to me, on certain I topics. Will. Because I ain't about to watch the XFL. I would watch the NBA All-Star game three times on Sunday before I allow my channel to light on the XFL. I didn't even know there was such a thing going on. I thought it was gone when he hate me and people bashing heads at the center of the field. So why don't you tell me what they'll adopt because I'm not aware of the league. Okay,
0: so I watched total of the four games that were on. I watched a total four. of about five minutes and four of those minutes were spent with the home team, D.C. Defenders, trying to figure out what stadium they were playing in because it wasn't FedEx Field. (laughs) There were two things I saw, Mike, that are very good. One was the kickoff. You know, the NFL doesn't want any kickoffs. This, the kicker is in the same spot, but the coverage team is all the way down the field, 10 yards away, maybe 15 yards away from the receiving team, and they cannot move until the ball is caught. So that takes away the ability to build up ahead of steam and have collisions that impact safety and gives you back the kickoff. So I like that. And the second thing I liked was after you score a touchdown, you cannot kick a point. You choose option A, option B, or option C. If you go from the one-yard line, you got to run or pass. You get one point. Go from the five-yard line, I believe you get two points. And if you go from the 10-yard line, you get three points. And what that means, Mike is that a two-score game could be as high as 18 points, which keeps more teams involved. I'm not telling you to watch it.
1: I'm telling you I'm that not. I like those two ideas. I just like Why don't we just ideas? go to putt-putt golf man. with that second thing you had? Sounds like putt-putt golf. And the fact that you watched this stuff, woo, you're stooging it up. I, I really watched it up. for five minutes
0: over two days. <laughs> don't, don't be hating many. on the XFL. Oh, Let's I'm take hate- one last break. Still to come. LeBron, your boy, says his stretch run will be the biggest regular season games of his career. Is that true? No. Spoiler alert. That's is what he said, just
1: quote accurately. And a big Daytona 500 win for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And the team he drives for, the horse he rode in on, XFL, please. Don't you care about the D.C. Defenders, our
0: home team? That's where we live. Well, you don't live there a lot. Where were they playing? Did Chicago have a
1: team? Does Arizona I, no, have a county
0: field? The DC Defenders the were in a
1: field. You've never yeah, even been there. I
0: wasn't crazy about it. No. I've seen it on TV, though. You know. Happy time, people. Happy 60th birthday, Charles Barkley. How serendipitous that Barkley hit 60 just three days after Michael Jordan hit it. Not that we could equate their basketball careers. Barkley was truly great, an MVP and a member of the Dream Team like Jordan. But Jordan is the best, no insult to Barkley. What's interesting is what their second acts look like. Jordan owns a basketball team. Barkley owns the entire sports world. He is the most popular, most authoritative, most genuinely trusted sports person on television. Everything he's on, from his TNT show to his commercials to his guest shots, his warmth and enthusiasm shines through. No wonder TNT signed him to a 10-year, $100 million deal.
1: Of course, Tony, as we have known for a long time, one of the funniest, coolest, most engaging people that we've known. I am grateful as I sit here in the desert, partly because of my friendship with Charles leading me west, young man, that I am here partly because of Charles. Happy birthday, happy birthday.
0: Happy anniversary, Steve Nash and Amari Stodemeyer. On this day 18 years ago, when stars participated in the NBA dunk contest, not two-way players from the G League, Stodemeyer threw a ball off the backboard to Nash, who bounced it perfectly off his head, a move that a Canadian soccer player like Nash knew well, and Stodemeyer slammed it home. Nash and Stodemeyer were teammates on Phoenix then. Years later, they teamed up again, This time on the coaching staff in Brooklyn. They were hired in 2020. Stoudemire left after the 2022 season. And Nash left this season when he was fired. Wouldn't it be great to be a fly on the wall if Nash and Stoudemire had an honest conversation about trying to coach Kyrie
1: Irving and Kevin Durant? That would be fun, Tony. But what I would wish for them was a do-over. Because in 2007, they were robbed by their own league of a championship. Because they would've played a really, really young, not ready for LeBron championship Cleveland team then instead of San Antonio, and Phoenix would've won that. And we wouldn't be talking about Nash and Stoudemire not having a championship, because they earned that position that year.
0: Happy trails to the Daytona 500. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the longest Daytona ever, 212 laps, 530 miles. The race went into double overtime, which I guess is like double secret probation. Going into the first overtime, the guys on TV were predicting Kyle Busch would win and break his 0 for 17 streak at Daytona. But every time they restarted the race after a crash, there would be another crash. Busch got caught up in one of them and Stenhouse broke his 0 for 199 streak at all tracks. I still don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I saw Stenhouse's pit crew jumping up and down Wilbon.
1: What happened? Tony? I don't know what happened. When I read overtime in in regard to a race, I'm still trying to – Robbie Petty hasn't caught me back yet. i got to find out what in the heck that was. By the way, you and I talked about this yesterday, about kids growing up in North Carolina who may play and become famous in other things, and yet NASCAR racing is so important to them. Brad Daugherty, one of the owners of that team with that car, single car, Brad Daugherty. Let's go to the big finish. LeBron says he's
0: about to play 23 of the most important regular season games of his career. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. If, yeah. You don't. LeBron says, I don't want to be out of the playoffs two straight years. So to get out of that, Tony, they may have to go like, I don't know, 17 and six. That's going to be really hard. Kentucky beat then number 10 Tennessee for the second time. Is that a big deal?
0: Yeah. Here comes Kentucky. Here comes a blue blood. Tennessee was ranked as high as two this year. Jonathan Taves is dealing with long COVID. Your thoughts.
1: I hope he gets well, well, well. He's one of the great players in Blackhawks franchise history. Three championships with Patrick Kane. Just wish him well. He can play again at his level. Tony Georgetown snapped his 22-game road losing streak by beating Butler. Is that significant?
0: Well, they've won two out of nine. That's a real heater for them, but they're 2-34 and in the Big East in the last two years. Last one, number three, Kansas, and number 24, TCU
1: tonight. Who you got? TCU needs to stop a slide at home, but I'm going to go with Kansas, which is one fourth 4 straight. A lot of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, you're sports center. Brad Doherty and Michael Jordan,
0: they love auto racing. Because there was no Carolina Panthers or Hurricane or Charlotte. No, not when they were kids.